Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, more gun violence across the United States happened over the holiday weekend. Number two, Alyssa Slotkin raised some big cash for the second quarter. Number three, we've got the latest from the Canvas K Street edition. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, It was the holiday weekend uh, for July 4th, uh, which is why we are coming to everybody on this Tuesday. We are off yesterday with the audio edition. Um, But we're back in a familiar place. We have a nation that is awash in guns and saw more horrific gun violence, this time two shootings at March celebrations of the country's 246th birthday. Yeah, I mean, where, where do you even go with this, Anna? I mean, it's um, in Chicago, uh, in Highland Park, uh, a suburb of Chicago. Um, uh, there was a shooting that left six be- six dead, excuse me, and dozens injured. Um, and uh, uh, this is in a, a suburb outside of Chicago, not inner city Chicago, um, where, you know, the, obviously there's been a lot of gun violence recently. Um, uh, just a horrific scene uh, on the political front. J.B. Pritzker, who is a Democratic governor running for re-election, um, he was in Highland Park. Darren Bailey, the Republican, um, his Republican opponent, said the people should move on and celebrate. Uh, he he later uh, apologized for the statement, but uh, quite an interesting political response to be honest with you um unusual political response i think it's safe to say in philadelphia two police officers were shot in a in their fireworks in the city of brotherly love which is a um uh, obviously i think in in philadelphia at least a lot less deadly of a, of a shooting still nonetheless the point holds that is just it's just it's just tragic. It's horrible. And uh, obviously, Congress has taken some action. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm all, you're almost speechless after this, right? Yeah, it's hard to know where to go from it. But it's definitely I mean, especially around a, a, a celebration of this country's, you know, kind of formation and bringing together. There's always lots of parades and, and children and fireworks and um, just a really sad way to enter uh, this week. Uh, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, our colleague Heather Cagle has some news with Representative, Representative Alyssa Slotkin, the Democrat from Michigan, raising just over $1.5 million in the second quarter of 2022, according to a fundraising number she got a sneak peek at. Uh, this is a pretty big number considering she's entering the four month stretch before the midterms with a whopping. million cash on hand for a member of the house in the state of Michigan, Jake. That is a, that that is a lot of dough. Yeah. And in a year like this, where Democrats are supposed to get trounced by Republicans, the question, the natural question we always ask, and the natural question political watchers ask is how much, um, can a lot of money help beat back some of these challenges in in tight districts and the answer to that is who knows but sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't um but 
can money again this is something we're going to be covering a lot can money push back a wave and um i i not always <laughs> um and uh slotkin is somebody who has who obviously number one um is an incumbent helps theoretically number two uh, is somebody who kind of cuts this nonpartisan. it tries to cut this nonpartisan national security um uh image um and uh we'll have to see if that money helps her push back again there's the the primary hasn't happened in michigan that happens next month so we don't know who she's going to be facing we don't know the dynamics of the race but um She's trying to show that she has a, a big war chest, and that should theoretically help her. Doesn't mean she's going to win, but should theoretically help her. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, too. She's up with her first TV out of the campaign, a 30-second spot, touting her bipartisan bona fides and highlighting her defense background, as you see, Jake, really trying to uh, cut out on her own, not rely certainly on President Joe Biden and his abysmal poll numbers or kind of the Democratic moniker in general. Uh, the ad makes no mention of her opponent uh, here. She's quoted as saying, as a CIA officer, I was proud to work with two presidents, one from each party, and I I served three tours in Iraq alongside our military. This is the seventh district she's running in uh, this cycle. It includes multiple counties she doesn't currently represent. Um, and that's challenging, so right? I mean, that's in a year. Uh, that is the the ultimate challenge, right? Because she's uh, redistricting has pushed her into an area that will be uh, that is unfamiliar, and uh, that's that's a that's another dynamic she has to contend with. Absolutely. All right, let's move to the number three story of the morning. Uh, we we started the week out with this yesterday, but we've got some new numbers in from uh, the canvas. This time we're looking at uh, our K Street edition. Of course, this is Punchbowl News uh, partnering with the independent polling firm Locust Street Group, uh, putting together an anonymous survey of downtown figures, just like we have done for the past year plus with uh, senior staffers on Capitol Hill. The effort, Jake, is really to get a pulse on where top figures downtown think uh, kind of the, the, the things are going, right? Things that they might not say publicly that they're willing to say privately. And with midterm elections just four months away, Democrats are anxious to improve their standing with voters. But soaring inflation is continuing to be a huge concern for the party. Uh, K Street leaders, when asked who or what they believe is most to blame for inflation or the rising cost of goods and services, 53% said they blamed it on the supply chain crisis for the rising inflation rates and 48% of respondents said it was due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Interestingly enough, uh, K Streeters were less likely to blame the pandemic, blame the blame inflation. Excuse me on the Biden administration. Yep. The Hill was the Hill was more was more uh, eager, I would say, to blame to blame uh, uh, the to blame inflation on the Biden administration, which is. Uh, perhaps a sign of some more nuance, Anna, on K Street than on <laughs> Capitol Hill. Yeah, it was interesting, though. A huge majority, a whopping 90% of respondents, held the view uh, that the Biden administration has been ineffective at communicating about reducing inflation. So seeing that nuance, you know, but also, you know, um, doubling down on the fact that they, they believe that the Biden administration has done a very bad job of communicating about inflation. All right. And before we let you go, we have some news this morning. You can join us Wednesday, July 20th at 745 a.m. for our interview with Senator Mark 
Marco Rubio and Ben Cardin uh, at Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Advocacy Day at National Park. Uh, this is the third in our four-part series, Road to Recovery, which is being sponsored by Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Voices. Looking forward to that, Jake. And with that, please leave us a rating and review. You can always subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.